Be'ezez Hashem Yisbarach. We will continue with learning Simen Yer Aleph in the Geres HaKodesh, the 11th letter of the Holy Letters of the Balatanya, which we're learning some Yisoides and Chsides to explain to us all of the concepts that the Alter Rebbe can explain, enlighten with understanding in this letter. Which the essence of enlightenment with understanding is that a person has to have laskil chabina. He has to have enlightenment with understanding. Meaning to say, when he wakes up in the day, when he wakes up in his morning, his day is going to go based on his enlightenment. His day, the way he's going to live that day is based on what is the purpose of the day? What is the meaning of my day? So if a person wakes up in the morning and he's sick, he's weak, his entire day is going to be weak. Meaning if the morning of my day if my plan of my day, if my first moment, when I say moida'ani, moida'ani lefonecha melechai v'kayim shechazar tabi nishmosi bechem l'rabba munasecha. When a person says this, if he's fully awake, if he's fully aware that Hashem returned to him his soul, and he right away remembers his purpose, why he's on this world, then the head of his day, the meaning of his day, the beginning of his day, will be awakened with understanding, will be enlightened with understanding. And if he understands that, then most of his day he will live with that concept. So in order to have a meaningful day, in order for a person to have a meaningful day, a meaningful year, a meaningful life, it starts with enlightenment, it starts with a spark going off in my head. It starts with a, a business plan. It starts with my business is going to run according to my plan. My body is going to run according to my understanding. My day is going to run according to the, my concept, how it starts, how it starts in the beginning. But if I wake up weak, or if I wake up without a purpose, then I'll be just running around asleep. And this is why the Alter Rebbe starts this parak with the words "laskil chabina" to enlighten with understanding. And one of the main reasons we're giving all these hagdamas is actually not because we're going through hagdamas, but we're actually journeying deep into this parak before we're actually learning the parak. Because the Alter Rebbe is going to talk in very cryptic language. He's going to talk in very Profound concepts he's going to say in one sentence, in one word. And if you don't have that, if you don't understand the quality of what he's trying to explain, then you will miss the boat. You will miss everything just like a person who if he's not enlightened in the beginning of his day, he will miss, his, he will miss the purpose of his day.
So, on some level, the enlightenment that a person will receive from this parak is a deep thing that a person needs to meditate on. Because just like in business, you cannot deviate from your business plan. If you want your business to be successful, if you have a specific business plan and you have it figured out to the detail, the vision that you have in your mind, you have to bring it out to its full, fullest. And if you bring it out to its fullest, then the business will work. And the same exact thing is with life. And that's why we're going deep into the concept of understanding what means life. And what we learned the last few shiurim is that in essence, life is something entirely different than what we think it is. The way the Rambam explains in Hilchas Tshuva, most people live their life asleep. They are unconscious. They are not awake to who they are. They are not awake to their neshama. The neshama is the essence of who a person is. The difference between his life and his death, the difference between him being alive and being dead is only one thing, his neshama. But his body is the portal, is the door. His body is the temple, it's the Mesamikdash, it's the place where his neshama gets revealed. Now we explained yesterday that Kriyas Yamsuf was a powerful experience. What was the experience of Kriyas Yamsuf? The Yidin, when they came out of Mitzrayim, the first level of coming out of Mitzrayim was the recognition that we are not Mitzrim, we are not the ego, we are not the body. We are not looking for success. We are not looking for some type of life where we glorify our own, our own egos, our own bodies, our own successes, our own achievements. And that was the first essence of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. And that's the beginning of the essence of the Torah Mitzvahs, which is to recognize that Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim is... It's an existential experience. It's an internal experience. It's a constant experience. The Yidin only went into Mitzrayim to go out of Mitzrayim. Meaning to say, the story of actual Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim is the story of your life. Your neshama comes into your body and for many years, you are unaware of your experience. You are suffering. You are in a state where you're a slave. You're a slave by design. Your soul is trapped in your body. And you're not even aware that you have a soul. You're asleep. And on the day of your Barabbas mitzvah, you become aware of your neshama. But for most people, either that's a shocking experience or that experience doesn't happen until many years later. But essentially, the experience of your soul coming into your body should happen on your Barabbas mitzvah. During Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, that was the twofold process. The first part of the process was 
that at the, when, the, when the clock struck midnight, the ego died. Mitzrayim died. Mitzrayim means the limitation, the entrapment, the holding on of the Yiddish people, holding on to the Hebrews, holding on to the Jewish people for 210 years, holding on to them, stifling them, making them work for the enemy. Holding on to them stopped. Yet the, they let go. Let my people go. They let the Yidin go. They let go of the soul of the Jew. The body of entrapment. They let it go. And now when they let it go, the Yidin had no idea who they were. They knew who they were not. They were not the Mitzrit. They were not the body. They were not the ego. Then when they came into Kriya Siyamsu, they discovered who they are. They discovered what is an Ashama. They discovered what is heaven. They did not go to heaven. They saw the miracle of heaven. They saw the magic that there is in heaven. They saw the magic that there is in the blue water. They started to understand why does a person crave? This is metaphorically. Why does a person crave? Why is a person ultimate experience? He hopes to go on vacation one day so he can see the blue water. Because the blue water resembles the sky. And the sky resembles the vast infinity, unlimited, unlimited revelation. And And the sky is resembling the throne of God. And these are spiritual things. These are things that you cannot hold on to with your hand. They reflect your soul. There's something beyond where you could touch. So essentially, Kriyas Yamsuf is a glimpse into heaven. When we say the word, Chelas doimele yam, yam doimele rekia, rekia doimele kisa kavod, v'kisa kavod, v'al dmos kisa dmos kemara adam. On a glimpse of a glimpse of a glimpse, I get a glimpse of the, into heaven. There's glimpses, there's reflections, there's vision, all different forms. There's enlightenment. The Yidr on Kriyas Yamsuf started the beginning of enlightenment with understanding. The beginning of enlightenment happened to the Yidin with the Iron Kriyas Yamsuf. And extremely important to understand this in order to, in order to understand what this Perik is going to be talking about. So when they came to Kriyas Yamsuf, they discovered the future. They discovered the kingdom of heaven. They discovered... The delight of the future world. The delight of a world with souls. Meaning on this earth, we have no memory of our previous lifetime. We have no memory of the kingdom of heaven. We have no memory of Ganeidin. Where did we come from? We never asked this question, where did we come from? One day I popped into this world. We don't ask this question. But the reality is, we came from nothing. And that nothing is a spiritual world. But in that spiritual world, we have no memory of it. So what happened to the Yidin when there was birth of the nation was, they went and they discovered that world during Kriya Samsef. They discovered the magic of that world. And this is what the Perk says, there is, it is more enjoyable, the delight of the future world, 
of the kingdom of heaven. Every physical pleasure that you could imagine in your life. Every physical pleasure that you could imagine in your life. Any type of pleasure. You would take all of that pleasure together. And you would compare that to one second what the Yidden experienced in Kriyas Yamsuf. It would not pale in comparison. That's what we say in Davening. The Simcha that they had when they, when they sang Oz Yashir. Oz Yashir, the singing of that Oz Yashir, we say it in Davening before Shman Esri. The Simcha that they had, the joy that they had on this, in this world for one moment. It's a question of how long Kriyas Yamsuf happened for. Because the experience was timeless. They got to a place where time stopped. Time was everything, it was nothing. And that's why instantly trees grew, and instantly fruits grew, and instantly they were feeding it. The experience was magical, because time stopped. And this is what Chazal is saying, it's more one hour, or one moment of Ganeidin is greater than all the pleasure of Oilamaza. But a person doesn't understand that. And that's why Chassidus explains, come deep into the idea of Kriyas Yamsov. Because in Kriyas Yamsov, the Yidden saw the kingdom of heaven. They saw all the magic of this world. You understand? When they saw the Tcheles, when they saw the blueness in the water, your whole life you're hoping for one moment vacation. When you have that moment vacation, when you're on the water, you're at peace. Why? Because that symbolizes heaven. But Rashi says that you have to split the sea. Yeah, Rashi says that when you look at Tcheles, you have to remember the miracles that happen on the sea. Sea is also attractment because you have to go deeper than the sea. Deeper than the sea is the miracles on the sea. Because the miracles, because it represents Oilam Abba. Because in Oilam Abba is, this, is the secret. Oilam Abba is the magic. Oilam Abba is the kingdom of heaven. And the reason why our mind, our mind can't grasp this is because this is beyond our mind. This is something deep in your soul. But we understand that the world experienced the kingdom of heaven. They were able to witness with their mind's eye, with their physical eye, they were able to witness for a moment the kingdom of heaven. The spiritual delight that there is in heaven. And that spiritual delight is recognizing that God is sitting on the throne. And during Kriyas Yamsuf, they realized what is heaven. They saw heaven. They didn't get transported to heaven. But then a fascinating experience happened in, on Matan Torah. Matan Torah was much more profound. Because like we said yesterday, they wanted to hold on to heaven by Kriyas Yamsuf. But by Matan Torah was Nizgala, all the mitzvahs. What happened to Matan Torah? Matan Torah was, was, was revealed that it's only in this world that you could hold on to the revelation of God. It's only in this world that you could hold on. It's only in this world, Shetish Rashkina. We saw over there the kingdom of heaven, you saw the delight, you saw the pleasure from just being in the kingdom, from just being near the throne of God. From just having a glimpse into that throne. And the metaphor is you come to a king, the kingdom, and you just want one moment to see the kingdom. You see the kingdom and you see everything going on, and just that glory is just so overwhelming, or so awe 
the awareness of it, the awareness of that moment, the awareness, the awe, aware, malashan, awe, the awareness of that moment is unbelievable. But that's just the throne. And then Amatim Torah, God Himself came down in the world, the whole world screamed, Enad Mavadi. You saw for a moment the essence of everything. And they realized that in, in, the, in, in, in Kriyas Yamsuf, in the heavens, they even can't get God. It's the kingdom of heaven because everyone surrendered to Hashem. But in this world, a moment in time, everybody died. Why did they die? Because Hashem was revealed in this world. The kingdom of heaven came down into this world and the king was revealed in this world for one moment. And at that moment when the king was revealed in this, in this world, a nuclear bomb went off. A, fusion, a fission went off. What is a nuclear bomb? What did they discover with the atom bomb? That if you split an atom, you unleash an energy that's infinite. What does it mean you split an atom? There's quality and quantity. Quantity is everything you see around you. But quality is the, is the, is the depth of it. Going deep into it. Taking a microscope and going deeper. Take one little thing, you have a cup, anything. And just keep on going deeper, 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 deeper. Till you get to the atom. And then you split that atom. When you split that atom, all the other atoms around it split. And the essence of what's in that atom comes out. And that energy is undefinable, immeasurable. It will destroy everything in its vicinity. Now that is a metaphor for Matan Torah. It's only a metaphor. During Matan Torah, every atom was split. And what, was came, what came out? The soul of consciousness. The soul of every single thing in this world was revealed. And at that moment, the peel of everything, the covering of everything, the body of everything disappeared. You hear about God now. You hear about it. We talk about these spiritual things. We cannot hold on to these things. Why? Because we hear about them. They are very vague. They are spiritual. Could I hold on to my soul? No, I hear about it. What do I see? I see physicality. I see my car. I see my house. I see my money. I see my food. Do I see the energy that the food's going to give me later on? I don't even see that. Do I even understand how that food gives me energy? I don't see it. Do I see the godly spark? You're not living off the bread, you're living off the dvaravaya. But do I don't see that? I hear about it. I can think about it. I can have enlightenment. But do I know? Do I see it? No. This world is, you see this world. You don't. You, but you hear about the spirituality. You hear about the soul. You hear about Kiriyas Yamsha. Amatan Torah, they was the exact opposite. Shoimin Sanira. What you usually saw, you only heard. You were vaguely aware of this world. Because they split every single atom. And they saw what's usually heard. They saw the essence of everything is God. And they saw that only in this world could you hold on to God. Could you be able to see God. Could you have the miracle of God. And that's why the Medrash says, so we have three pleasures in this world. We have all the pleasures of my life pale in comparison to one moment of Kriyas Yamsav, one moment of the kingdom of heaven, one moment of the future that we're hoping for. All the pleasures in this world. And then if I have all the pleasures of Gnaidin, if I would have Kriyas Yamsav every moment of my life, 
Meaning to say, if I would live, if I would be transported to a to a place of delight where I could experience the magic of the vision of the kingdom of heaven. I could see all the souls and all the angels serving God. And I could see that magic, that pleasure. That whole life, if I had that for a hundred years or a thousand years, that pales in comparison to one mitzvah, one nuclear bomb, one moment in time where I do tshuva, where I have profound regrets, meaning to say that I'm fully alive, I have full energy, and I recognize that in this moment, only this moment, I could touch God, I could hold God with my tzitzis. When I penetrate, when I split this sea, maizim toivim, maizim toivim means a good deed, do tzedakah. If I could split this sea, in this moment, if I could split this, if I could go deeper, that, because over there I have God. Because even in the kingdom of heaven, I could only glimpse Hashem. But over here I could bring Shetish Hashchina. And that's the story that we told yesterday, which is very important to meditate on. In one moment in her life, her and her husband, Rabbi Gabriel Noisechein, and, and, and his wife, she was able to surrender her ego. She experienced Matan Torah. She took her, all of her jewelry and she sold it. She surrendered her will. She surrendered her soul. And she prayed to God with tremendous energy. And she said, my mazel should change now. And they lived a life of suffering. Because they lost all their money. They didn't have children for 25 years. And she made a nuclear bomb. You must understand this. This is, what, this is a tremendous concept that's going to help us understand this parrot. And at that moment was Tishra Shechina. The Oyer Hashem was revealed in this world for a moment in time. Meaning to say, she split the atom of this world. She split the sea. They went so much deeper than a natural person is ready to go. And when the Altar Rebbe, when the Balatanya saw that, when he held on to those coins, that she polished, that she shined, because the quality, the coins have the same value. But the quality of those coins... The splitting of the seed, the quality of the coins, how important those coins were. Not the external function of the, not the quantity of these coins. The quality of those coins were the depth of how she gave it that changed her life forever. They lived 110 years. He, she lived two years after her husband. They became multimillionaires. They became famous in the whole entire world. They had children, everything. Why? Because of one moment in time, because one nuclear reaction. Because one miracle, because Matan Torah is the miracle and nature coming together. It's God being revealed in your body. How? Through your body surrendering itself to God. Not through objectifying your body, not through making an, an eagle, not through making an idol of your body. It's subduing your body, surrendering your body to the point that Hashem bursts through your body. The chelik alikah, the, the infinity of your soul bursts through your body. And for that, you need to surrender your ego. You need to be mesidus nefesh. You need to give, you need to live your life like your like this is the last moment of your life. And sometimes we have that during a moidani, and sometimes we have that during the ilah, and sometimes we have that when we come to a tzaddik. And the Rambam says a person can have this the whole entire life if they are completely aware. If they are completely aware, then they can have a meaningful life. That they can have a life of meaning where they can split seas, they can split atoms, they can live with the miracle of heaven down here on earth where they could transcend nature but it's not something that you could it's not something that you could bring into by 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 loving physicality it's not something you could bring into by making a getchka by making an idol out of the external life it only could come if you split atoms if you surrender your ego and that's the essence of matan Torah. and that's the essence of what he's going to teach us in this pedic and that's the essence of a meaningful life and if you have it even for one moment 
It's greater than all the pleasures of all the worlds. And greater all the tainogim of all Olam Haba and all Olam Hazah. 